I know you like that. Alright, welcome to the Peep Show. I'm your host, Johnny Hazoff. This is the NFL Pick'em Show Week 9, presented by Johnny Radio and the Naked Take Digital Media Company. Yeah, we'll just go with company. Uh, we got a smaller panel today. We got myself, we got Freiberg, we got Tommy Daughtry, and we got the man himself, Kyle Banaszewski. What's up, boys? What's up, man? Johnston, running the show. Let's go. Yeah, man, it's with a heavy heart that I like to announce to the world here that Brad has passed away (laughs) (laughs) from being a little fucking bitch. (laughs) 20 minutes before the show, Brad texts our group saying, yeah, I'm out. I got to watch the Phillies. I get it. They're up two to one, uh, looking strong. They got two more games at home, but this isn't a baseball podcast. This is an NFL football podcast. So before we get into it, let's just go over the results from last week. Uh, your boy coming off a great week eight, a four and one record, didn't do so hot this week. And Freiberg is going to join me at the in the basement there, <laughs> topping the leaderboard for week eight. TJ went four and one, Jordan Tyson both went three and two, Tommy two and three, Brad two and three. I think that's his first losing record. Nick also two and three. Kyle two and three, and then again myself and Freiburg at one and four. So we uh, we're back to reality, boys. This is it. I mean, this is what this is what the whole season's been about so far. Uh, I can't believe we're already in week nine, man. It's crazy. The season's almost half over here. Uh, let's get into overall standings. Brad uh, twenty five and fifteen. Nick three games behind at twenty two and eighteen. TJ also twenty two and eighteen. Kyle five hundred twenty twenty. Uh, Tommy also 2020 and Tyson 2020. So middle of the road there, tied for fourth. Jordan slightly below 518 and 22. Freiburg 15 and 25. And then uh, I'm bringing up the rear here, but only a game behind 14 and 26. You know, I look at my overall record there and it seems like it should be a lot worse. I'll be honest. And I would like to mention that Brad went two and three for two weeks in a row. Yeah, that was two weeks in a row. For two him. weeks in a row. Yeah, right, we so got a, a, we got a stinky streak. Yeah, it's just going to get worse for him. I mean, these games are almost impossible to predict. Vegas is on point this year with these lines. I think it's like 75% of the games have been decided by one, one score or less this year. And it's honestly impossible to predict if it's the favorite or the underdog that's going to pull out a win. Uh, so let's hope for a better second half of the year. Uh, so let's just get right into the picks here. It'll, it'll be a little bit of a shorter show. Uh, I'll lead off. Uh, disclaimer, I did pick these games about 20 minutes ago, so these picks will most likely change. We record on Wednesdays. The episodes come out on Thursdays. So take it for a grain of salt. If you want to fade me, you'll probably make some money here. But we're going to start in Chicago. Chicago... I think the verdict is still out on Justin Fields, but a lot of people are up on him. It seems like he's the type of quarterback that Chicago is really trying to rally behind. If you look at the stats between him and Zach Wilson, they're very comparable over their careers, and people just shit on Zach Wilson, and people just love Justin Fields. I don't know why he gets more leeway here. I think Miami's set to go on a little bit of a run here. I don't know what the weather's going to be like in Chicago. I do think Miami has the upper hand here. The Lions minus four and a half for Miami. That being said, right now I'm taking Chicago plus the points plus four and a half at home. Um, I think the Dolphins are going to be. 
I think the Dolphins can win this game by a field goal. I think that's going to be the case. Give me Chicago plus four and a half. Uh, my next game, and I call this game the who gives a shit game of the week, and I don't really know why I'm picking this one, but New England right now is minus five and a half at home against the Colts. The Colts uh, just suck. They fucking suck. Uh, New England at home, they're 500 right now. Uh, the quarterback situation is still a disparity, and, and I don't really know what's going on in that quarterback room or who's going to start or play or what's going to end up happening with that. I don't necessarily like the five and a half, but I do like New England at home to get above 500 and get people's talking about them again. And again, I just think the Colts just are trash. So give me New England right now, minus five and a half. Uh, this game's a tough one because of the spread. I don't like these double-digit spreads in the NFL. Buffalo right now is minus 12 and a half on the road in the Meadowlands versus the Jets. Jets are five and three, Buffalo six and one. I think this is like a 30 to 10 game Buffalo just cruising against the Jets. Uh, again, I don't like the double digit lines, but I haven't taken many of this year. And I think this is just a good spot for Buffalo to just whip on the Jets, win by two touchdowns easily, and then just put the Jets in their place and get, bring them back to reality to get them to five and four. I'm going to take Buffalo here, minus 12 and a half. Uh, next, we're going to go to Kansas City. Kansas City right now is minus 12 and a half. Against the Titans, and a lot. The more I pick these games, the more I think I'm going to flip flop on these picks. I think right now Tennessee has a little bit of a quarterback situation. Really, their only option is to hand it off to Henry and let him run and just keep the ball away from Mahomes and that Kansas City offense. Again, this double digit spread I don't like. Right now, I have the Titans. The Titans are five and two, um, but again, I don't know really how much of a fraud they are. Um, right now I'm taking Tennessee plus the points plus 12 and a half in Arrowhead. Again, this is, this is a game that I might just completely flip flop on or just not pick altogether. But right now in the middle of the week, I'm taking Tennessee plus the points. And then my lock of the week, Arizona is minus one and a half at home against the Seahawks. The Cardinals are three and five. Seattle is five and three. Seahawks aren't getting enough credit. They're going to get healthier in the second half of the season. They get their center back. They get some key pieces on defense back. I think a lot of people just don't believe in Geno. Geno's a quarterback that a lot of people just aren't going to believe in all year. That's fine. I believe in him. I like him. I think they go in there to Arizona, and they're going to win and put the Arizona Cardinals at 3-6 and six and put them in a difficult situation where they're paying a quarterback $250 million to be their franchise uh, I think they're trash. Give me Seattle here on the road, plus the points. My lock of the week, Seattle plus one and a half. Kyle, what do you got? I actually like your picks, Johnson, um, uh, quite a bit, which, again, scares me. Um, mm -hmm. Starting it off, though, I'm going to change it up a little bit. Um, looking at this Chargers-Atlanta game, uh, I actually like Atlanta in this game. At home, they're getting Cordell Patterson back, I've heard, this week, uh, which will help them get the run game going. Uh, Chargers have honestly been pretty disappointing so far this year, uh, at least to me, especially with how talented that roster is. Um, they have to travel across the entire country. Um, and again, this is more of a, a number pick here for me. Even if Atlanta loses, I could see this easily being a 27-24 game. And uh, I kind of like that hook to save me. So... Marcus Mariota, I think he deserves a starting job next year. I think, you know, Atlanta has surprised a lot of people. They've been competitive in pretty much every game they've played. <clears throat> they got Kyle Pitts going again recently. 
and I I like how they're playing right now, especially on offense. So, yeah, give me Atlanta plus three and a half at home. Uh, next game, I'm going to piggyback off you. I love the Patriots at home, minus five and a half, um, especially with, uh, you know, Sam Ellinger starting. You know, we know what Belichick does to, you know, rookie or young quarterbacks. Um, it's usually a defensive route, uh, you know, forcing them into errors. So I could easily see him throwing a pick or two, uh, you know, strip sack fumble. I think Judon uh, leads the NFL in sacks right now. I think he has like eight and a half or nine already this season, which is pretty nuts. Um, and yeah, I just don't think Indy's offense has enough juice uh, against this Patriots defense. They held a Nick Chubb uh, the other week to like 60 or 70 yards when they played the Browns. Uh, I think they're going to keep Jonathan Taylor in check, force uh, Sam Ellinger to throw the ball, and uh, that's where the uh, turnovers hopefully uh, come from. So, yeah, give me them at home, minus five and a half. Trying to think what game I want to be my lock. All right, we'll see. Next game I'm going to piggyback off you on is uh, Tennessee going on the road in the Arrowhead. This is purely a numbers uh, pick. You know, plus 12 and a half is a ton of points. Um, you know, there is a little bit of a QB situation right now in Tennessee, but with Derrick Henry at the helm, and if they can keep the possessions uh, limited um, and keep that Kansas City offense off the field. I think they can definitely keep this within a, a two touchdown game. Um, yeah. I mean, it, there's really not much else to say. I mean, again, kind of like you, I might end up switching this one out, but it, right now plus 12 and a half, that's just too good. I, I think Tennessee and, and Mike Vrabel, he always has a strong team and you know, they, <clears throat> from what I remember, they, they always play Kansas city pretty tough. So I, I like the points in that one. Uh, next game I'm going to go to, I like Baltimore minus two and a half going down into the, uh, the Superdome in new Orleans. Um, again, kind of a numbers play here. I, I'd like them to win by a field goal. Again, I, I know some people are saying new Orleans is starting to get a little hot. They just routed my Vegas uh, Raiders last week and made Derek Carr look somewhat human, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think Lamar and his ability to extend extend plays um, and, you know, that offense being pretty aggressive on fourth down, uh, keeping some drives alive and, and taking away some possessions uh, from the Saints. I like them to cover that number. I, I think especially with, uh, you know, the Bengals uh, losing last week, I think they have some motivation to really start to pull ahead in this division. So yeah, give me them minus two and a half on the road. And then my lock of the week, I think I'm going to take Minnesota Vikings minus three and a half going into Washington. Again, I said it at the beginning of the season. I thought the Vikings were going to run away with the AFC North and we're going to be the number one seed in the NFC. Um, and, you know, other than the Eagles, they're right there, one and two. So love what they just did at the trade deadline. They got two picks from the Lions and they got Hawkinson, which is insane. That was probably their weak spot on the offense. And now they have that addressed. Um, 
unbelievable job, honestly, on their part. I, I really think now they could they could make a deep, deep playoff run. So, yeah, give me them minus three and a half. I, I hate picking against my boy Heineke because that guy's a baller and he's gritty and he and he does what he needs to to win. But I, I think Minnesota is going to have too much offensive firepower going into this game. So, yeah, give me give me them uh, minus three and a half for lock of the week. Yeah, I love that Hawkinson pickup by the Vikings. That's the missing piece that they needed to really make sure that offense stays as proficient as it is. The commanders are in a little bit of a turmoil right now. Dan Snyder just is trying to sell the team. I mean, this was inevitable, but it's great to see that news <laughs> finally breaking. I know a lot of Washington folks are very happy to hear that. Yeah, the, the Chargers-Falcons game really just scares me. I and it's not even the hook. It's just I don't know how these I don't know who these teams are. The Chargers are just massively disappointing this year. Um, I love your Ravens pick, Baltimore going into New Orleans to honestly, I think they're gonna win very, very comfortably. So I might that might be a game I switch to. So uh love those. Uh let's go to Tommy. What do you got, man? Yeah, uh, I like both your picks. A uh, couple of ones that I'm a, a little iffy on, like the the Minnesota. Like I know the Vikings are really good, but the Commanders are on a three game win streak. I think they're getting a little bit of hot, even with with their like organizational bullshit. I think the guys on the field are gonna give them a little bit of a challenge. And that hook, like those fucking scare me so much. Anytime <laughs> there's a three and a half on the on the uh, board um, this week, I'm really riding the one and a halves. Um, I've, I'm actually taking Vegas, uh, when it comes to a one and a half with two stinky teams on both sides. Um, you know, I, th I think Vegas is, you know, marginally a better team than Jacksonville. I've got no trust in Trevor Lawrence. Uh, so I'm just going to take them outright to win that. Um, and then another one and a half, <clears throat> I'm taking Seattle. Uh, I think Seattle's getting a little bit of hot. I don't think Arizona's a, a good team. Uh, just in general, I know they're five and three, but I don't think it's going to be a long-term thing. I don't see them making any big moves in the playoffs. I just, I don't know. I have no trust in them. So I'm definitely going to ride with Seattle on that one. Uh, now to fade Johnson a little bit, Miami has not let me down this season. Every time I pick them, they have covered. Uh, I like that minus four and a half. Chicago is dog shit. Uh, I think Miami's ready to roll and I think it's going to be a big win for them. I, I would even say higher than seven, maybe like a nine and a half favorite. Um, but we'll see. I'm also not good at this. I'm fucking 20 and 20. So <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh, Kyle, you convinced me on Atlanta. Uh, I agree. The Chargers are pretty disappointing um, with the amount of talent that we had. And I think we had much higher expectations for them. Like I was expecting them looking at the schedule earlier in the season to only have like one or two losses at this point. But the fact that they have three and a couple of those wins were pretty close. Um, and Atlanta has been surprisingly good at home and have been the spread dog sled dogs. So I'm, I'm definitely going to ride with them at plus three and a half, even though I hate that hook, but I think it may go in my favor this time. Uh, and then my lock of the week, uh, Buffalo plus 12 and a half. I love Buffalo. I've been riding them all season long. Um, I, I think Johnson said it perfectly. The jets are going to come back down to earth. Let's remember this is the New York jets. They have been stinky my entire fucking life. I don't expect it to change this season. It may be them starting to go in the correct direction, uh, but I think we're gonna we're gonna see a fucking slaughter in New Jersey this weekend because um, I've only got respect for the real New York team. But yeah, I uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. I'm also I also really wish we had the rest of the guys on here. I've been looking through all of our picks. Um, anytime that we're all on the same page for at least like five or six of us, we tend to be pretty right. Um, which could give us a little bit of an edge, you know, betting earlier in the week. But since 
Scum Brad, Jay, and Jordan are not here. Um, <laughs> we can't get that data ahead of time. So for all of our three listeners, we apologize on our behalf. <laughs> nah, man, we're double digits. I, uh, you know what? I might, <laughs> I might switch. To, I might switch to Miami now. And I, I don't know. <laughs> I love that you guys are on Atlanta. Uh, I know a few Falcons fans and they just really wanted to tank this year to get a quarterback and that's kind of screwing with the whole process here. But if they go to five and four in the top of that division, that's just uh, <laughs> in the middle of the year here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, again, the Raiders, um, that could be a game I switched to. I mean, it's basically a pick them. You have to pick the Raiders. Trevor Lawrence is absolutely trash. So Tommy, <laughs> I, I like a lot of those picks. Last but not least, let's close it out with Freiburg. What do you got, dude? Yeah, so starting it There's off. There's no Steelers to uh, bet against. <laughs> Thanks, Steelers, God. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Twitter was pretty mean, man. They're like, there's like <laughs> graphics of like by week 38, Steelers 3. I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> dude, honestly, my heart needed a break this weekend. It has been the toughest season of my life. I don't care. I just want a top five draft pick. All Johnson, Pittsburgh radio is pretty critical of uh, the Steelers this week. It was pretty brutal to hear. We're here. Well, when you win for 20 fucking years straight, never have a losing season, and then you finally do have one, it's like, oh, man, this shit fucking sucks. Like to was, like to check to mentally check out of the NFL season in the middle of the in the middle of the year. Not used I was to hearing, it, it's, a, it's pretty depressing. I'm hearing predictions that TJ Watt will never win a playoff game. Uh, in Pittsburgh, I was hearing um, they they may not make the playoffs for the next four years. All right, that's a little bit harsh, and I don't want to I don't want to bore the people with stories, but <laughs> that's I think the only, the only thing I, the only thing forever. the only thing I will say is that I think they should get rid of Cam Hayward, let him go to a Super Bowl contender, so he can chase a ring. Do not let him finish out his career while we're trying to figure shit out right now. All right, Freiburg, go ahead. Okay, so to start it off, I love Green Bay three and a half against Detroit on the road. Um, you know, honestly, Green Bay in the second half against Buffalo looked a little better than that first half. I think they're going to build off that game somehow. Aaron Jones ran for 140-something yards, so I think they're kind of, you know, they're – they realize that hey, we have one of the best running backs in the in the league. Why don't we use him a little bit? Um, <laughs> so I think they're going to go run heavy against the Lions. Uh, I don't see Green Bay going three and six. Um, I see them winning by you know maybe a touchdown. Um, so I like Green Bay three and a half there. Carolina plus seven and a half against Cincinnati. Uh, it looks like the Jamar Chase being out is a Big problem for Cincinnati. Uh, as long as their offensive line looks like they got, you know, they've not made any improvements there. Um, and Carolina, I mean, they they're you know ever since uh, Matt Rule's been gone, they've been, you know, they've been they've been a little competitive in their, you know, recent games. So I see them keeping it close, uh, plus seven and a half. And then I love Miami four and a half. Uh, against Chicago, you know, the moves they made at the trade deadline, getting Bradley Chubb, um, you know, bolstering that defense. I don't see Chicago, you know, the Chicago gave up 49 points last week. Um, I think, you know, 
Tyreek and Jalen Waddle go wild there, and Tua has another, you know, exceptional performance against that defense. Um, so I like them four and a half. And then Kansas City, minus 12 and a half against Tennessee. Uh, I, I understand where you're coming from, Kyle, but I was looking at Malik Willis's stats from last week, and he had a QBR of <laughs> – let me check here. I think it was like four. <laughs> I mean, see. Hang Someone on. check that, please. I'm gonna check it because it was super low. He only he only attempted How's that 10, possible? ten well, passes. He, well, he doesn't run the offense. He got pulled in the preseason for right. not for not running the play call. <laughs> okay, Malik Willis. He was six of ten for 55 yards and a QBR of 4.4. So. <laughs> My, my logic there is that if Tennessee or if uh, if Kansas City gets out to an early lead like they have been, seems like every game, um, Tennessee's not – they can't just run Derrick Henry down. Um, they're going to have to make Malik Willis throw the ball a little bit, and I don't think that's going to go very well. So I like them, minus 12 and a half. Um, and also, I mean, look – this is Derrick Henry's, you know, this is this time of year where he usually gets going, but, you know, might've been a little inflated running against the Texans who he's, you know, dominated pretty much every time he's played them. So, um, yeah, I like Tennessee, Tennessee 12 and a half, um, in Arrowhead. And then my lock, I'm going to go with Baltimore two and a half. Oh, I yeah. like that on Monday night. Um, you know, yeah, you look at the AFC North, no one's been, you know, I guess they maybe what everyone's kind of still in it seems like there. Um, but I think Baltimore coming off that win against Tampa um, and the bye week there, I think they're going to be, you know, ready to go. Lamar's going to get it going like them two and a half. I think that's a little low, but yeah. So that's my lock. Um, yeah. I would like to say the Steelers. This is my last <laughs> note on the Steelers. They're only three games behind for the division lead. Uh, <laughs> just hearing all this, I think I switched half my picks during the show. So it's going <laughs> to be a little bit of a surprise on Sunday. Uh, so I think we touched on every game, actually, except one, which is really surprising and also not really surprising. Tampa Bay minus two and a half against the Rams at home. You look at this game at the beginning of the year, everyone has it circled. Now no one even wants to look at it. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely not watching that shit. <clears throat> it's crazy. All the NFC early favorites, Rams, Bucks, Packers, all stink. <laughs> so that's a good point. Of the Packers, the Rams, and the Bucks. So the Bucks are three and five. The Rams are three and four. Green Bay is three and five. Which one has the best chance to make the playoff? Which one will finish with the best record? <clears throat> Probably the Who Bucks. Who was that? Is that what was that? Packers, Rams, Bucks. Green Bay. Oh, you said Packers. Uh, probably the Bucks, in my opinion. Easiest division. Just because of that division. Division and like, <clears throat> again, for the first three, four, five games, still trying to figure out the offensive line. <clears throat> Receivers were out. Mike Evans missed games. Chris Godwin missed games. Cameron Brait died in Pittsburgh. I literally watched that happen in per like live. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. So. I'd probably say the Bucks. I think the Rams stink. 
And then the Packers, I don't know what's going on with them. Uh, and I think that division, at least with Minnesota up there, I don't think they're going to win that division, so I don't know if they're going to get into the playoffs. I think something yeah, to look at, too, was none of those teams really made any moves at the deadline. I don't know if that's I, – I, is that just – I mean, uh, watching the Bucks the past couple of weeks, them, for them it's just been communication. Like, they cannot seem to get on the same page on the field every single drive on offense, at least from what I've seen, and their defense is just kind of eh. You got to think a lot of that's coaching too. And I thought yeah. Byron left, which was getting a lot of hype to be a head coach, but I don't know what the hell happened this year. Um, and it looks like, I mean, the Rams aren't in the best division either, really, but <laughs> it looks like with the addition of McCaffrey in San Francisco, they might run away with that if they really start getting things clicking here, which I think they will. I think they're easily going to win that division. The Rams just look dead and flat. So does Green and Bay. The, so did the Bucks And the Seahawks. Seahawks I mean, are very surprised. Like, no one. Everyone thought they'd literally be like a two-win team. <laughs> I mean, you got to think a lot of people are expecting them to tamper off here. I really hope they keep it going. Do we think the Packers have life? I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just it's so hard to 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 me. Green Bay, just... Green Bay, and Tampa Bay are just in the same realm of just being flat and old quarterbacks. And I don't know who gives a fuck on that team. To be honest with you. Brady's like seven years older than Rogers, so yeah, but Rogers is old as hell too, man. <laughs> All right, that's this week's edition of the Peep Show NFL Pick'em Week Nine. We touched on all the games. Uh, before we head out of here, go follow the Peep Show Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Go follow our YouTube page. That's youtube.com backslash at Johnny Hazoff. That's where you can watch all these videos. You could also listen to us typing in the Peep Show pod on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Boys, any last comments before we wrap up here? One thing I wanted to mention, and this has just been on my mind for the last two weeks now. Um, AFC West, what – just to, since we were talking about conferences, they were supposed to be the conf, or the uh, the division. division. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Kansas City is going to run away with it again. Yeah, it's looking like it, unfortunately. I mean, I don't think anybody expected Denver to be this bad. Yeah. We're Vegas. Dan yeah, I mean, Ve I mean Vegas. Vegas, Vegas <laughs> I mean, Vegas. I think Vegas could have realistically probably two more wins. I think they could be like four and three. <clears throat> probably should be four and three. But yeah, there were Chargers. High hope. There were high hopes for Vegas, but at the same time, none of us are surprised they're sitting at two and five right now. No, well, good. not with that defense. No, Except for Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I had no, something I just been wanting to just talk about because it's hilarious how at the beginning of the year, I mean, not just us, but everybody was talking about how that's like the the division of. I mean, what ended up happening was we thought every AFC team was great except for the Texans. And then right now we're sitting in an NFL where there's three teams, the Eagles, Bills, and Chiefs, that are literally elite to the top of the NFL. And everyone else just kind of sucks. Yeah, it's very week to week with 90 plus percent of the teams, uh, which I guess makes it a little more exciting because you literally have no idea what's going to happen, but uh, makes it tough to pick. <laughs> yeah, this I'm playoff. I'm I'm picking these games, but I don't think I'm laying any money on it. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. I can't wait for in the next couple of weeks to kind of see the playoff picture shape up and where 
you know, where those NFC, those kind of middle of the road NFC teams end up. And like you were saying earlier, the Packers, Rams, Bucks. Have you guys you know, looked at the bird schedule at all? Well, they're going to win Thursday. <laughs> I mean, their their entire slate like, it's for bad. the rest of the year is pretty I mean, fucking it, easy. Yeah, it's easy. Uh, see, the thing is, though, if I was them, I'd want to get that loss out now. <laughs> they need to get one out now. They the need to get Bowl. one towards the end of the year. They need to finish like the 15. They, need, they got to go 15-2, and two, and then they'll be set up perfectly. For, I know for exactly what you're going to say. The Patriots. Yeah. It's, dude, 19 games is just – it's too much. Yeah. So we think the Eagles are going to go undefeated. No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, they'll drop one to the Giants. They'll drop one to they'll maybe probably. Dallas, they'll yeah. probably sit. What's their last game of the season? They'll probably sit. Giants at home. Yeah. Did you uh, have to play the Giants twice? Yeah. They, their last five games are Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, Giants. Are, are Saints on the road? Saints at home. God, if it's on the road, I low key kind of like the Saints in that. I, I feel like the Saints give them fits. I mean, I don't think they play a top ten team except for maybe Green Bay if they get their head out of their ass for the rest of the season. I guess the Giants are decent. But. December eighteenth, give me uh, Chicago. The Eagles got to go to Chicago. Oh, <laughs> in the snow. Give me a give me a sloppy Bro, snow Philly's game. Brick too. <laughs> wasn't that wasn't that a snow game a few years ago? Where it was just absolutely ridiculous. I remember Philly was in one of those. I think it was. I think well, it was. I mean, that's that's literally the only thing that could slow them down. So let's hope that happens. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, good picks. Let's have a good week. Hey, feeling good. Like I should. When in Doku, walk around the neighborhood. Feeling blessed. Never stressed. Got the sunshine on my Sunday best yeah. Hey, every day can be a better day despite the challenge All you gotta do is leave it better than you found it It's gonna get difficult to stand but hold your balance I just say whatever cause there is no way you're round it Everyone falls down sometimes But you just gotta know it'll all be fine It's okay Give your feet some gravity to get you grounded Keep good things inside your ears just like the waves and sound it And just say whatever cause there is no way you're grounded Everyone falls down sometimes But you just gotta know it'll all be fine It's okay Sunshine on my Sunday best